Go ahead, shake that jar of sprinkles and celebrate your role as a mom. I'm Stephanie Fleece. And I'm Michelle Horton with City Moms Blog Network. And our hope is that the next 40 minutes or so bring a smile to your face, a skip to your step, and a sprinkle or two to your mundane. This is Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, a podcast by City Moms Blog Network. This episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood is brought to you by our friends at Post Cereals, the official cereal of Major League Soccer. Post Cereals is bringing excitement to soccer families this summer, especially soccer moms. Stay tuned for more info. Welcome back, friends. It's time for a serious chat about money. I personally hate money. I mean, I like it. I need it. I want it. But I hate managing it. Anyone else feel me? Well, in this episode of Just Add Sprinkles, Celebrating Motherhood, Steph is chatting with Miko Love, whose business, The Budget Mom, is empowering women everywhere to regain control of their financial lives. The Budget Mom offers tools including the budget by paycheck, workbook, expert advice, and a supportive network. Miko is mom to a spirited little boy and lives in Spokane Valley, Washington. And here is her conversation with Steph. Hey, Miko. Welcome to the Just Add Sprinkles podcast. Hi, thank you for having me. I have been anxiously waiting for our conversation because I have to tell you, my husband and I have been on a budgeting journey for the past year. And so I'm going to take all of your tips. <laughs> and, and, and I feel like uh, as I've dug into the resources and the work that you do, it has made me even more excited about our conversation. So thanks again for being here. Yeah, I'm excited. Yay. Well, a large majority of the folks that listen to our podcast are moms. Uh, so of course, all fellow moms want to hear a little bit about um, each other's families. So tell us about your family, where you live, that good stuff. Um, so yeah, I only I only have one little boy. His name is James. He's six years old. He just started first grade. Oh. Um, yep, and we live in Spokane, Washington. Um, so we're blessed to experience all four seasons there. Yes. Um, my my little boy, he's um into sports right now. He just actually started his third year of wrestling. So Ooh. yeah, so we're currently, you know, adding those sports cuts to our budget right now. But um yeah, so it's just us two. Um and we live in a little apartment while I save up to buy my first house. Yes. Um right there in Spokane. Well, girl, uh, you make budgeting look incredibly fun. (laughs) (laughs) If you haven't checked out her Instagram account, it's the budget mom, right? Is your Instagram handle. Um, it's beautiful. Uh, and specifically why I mention it is because you have this really awesome, uh, visual of the money that you're saving up to buy your first home. Yes. Yeah. So for me, you know, when I first started this, this budgeting journey, I knew I would have to make it fun in order for me to stick with it. Mm-hmm. And one of those things, you know, as time went on and, and learning about all the things that I really enjoy doing, being a creative person was one of the outlets that I really turned to, um, to bring that creativity to my budgeting style. And I think, you know, one of the number one comments I get from my readers is I've never been so excited to receive my paycheck. <laughs> you know, be- before, you know, before you start budgeting, it's like, oh my gosh, the dread of, of receiving your paycheck and then realizing that it's all gone a day later yeah. can be very daunting. And so I really wanted to bring that level of fun and creativity to what I do with my money 
Um, I just think it brings a whole level of it of excitement that you yeah. don't usually experience. And so that's where a lot of my different worksheets and pretty charts and that type of stuff come into play. Yeah. Well, no, seriously, it's gorgeous. And <laughs> I, I have to be, I have to be honest. I think a financial professional, which is, I mean, generally speaking, what you do um, mm-hmm. mixed with the creative element, that's not normal. Like most people generally speaking are like numbers people and also have the creative um, aspect of gifting. And so that's really amazing. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was actually, um, he was an artist and over in the Seattle area. And so I was, I was lucky enough to be brought up around artwork and that type of creative mindset. And I really do think that's where I pull a lot of my techniques and skills when it comes to, um, you know, working in a creative way. That's amazing. Well, that, that now makes a lot more sense. Like, <laughs> I really don't know. And you're, I, I realize you're not an accountant or anything, but like, I'm like the financial industry, generally speaking, is not the yes. most creative. Yes. Yes. So no, everything you do is really beautiful. But uh, well, before we go in any further into some tips and budgeting tricks that you uh, would feel comfortable sharing, I, I want to hear a little bit about your personal journey and what started you on uh, this path uh, professionally as well as personally. Yeah. So um, I actually, I graduated college in 2011, like a lot of other students, you know, I had student loan debt, I had credit card debt. Um, when I received my student loans, I was one of those those people that really didn't understand what I was signing up for. Mm-hmm. And when I came out of school and it became time to start repaying, I felt very overwhelmed. You know, I was getting hit with my first bill, which was over five hundred dollars a month. And I professionally and in my job career, I wasn't financially able and ready to take on those types of payments. Mm-hmm. And so I struggled for a very long time. Luckily, I was able to get a job in the financial industry working at a financial advisor's office. And my financial advisor sat me down and he said, you need to create a budget. I want you to create a personal budget. And even though I graduated with a finance degree, those words were very foreign to me. No one in my life had ever asked me to do something like that. And so I started researching. I started scouring the internet. How do I do this? How do I accomplish this? And of course, I followed the norm. You know, I got that monthly budget template. I started writing things down and I kept failing month after month after month. And it was very discouraging because not only did I feel the pressure of, you know, a young girl trying to manage her finances, but I was also in the financial industry as a financial professional. And I felt very defeated because I felt like, oh my gosh, here I am working in the financial industry. How am I supposed to tell people how to manage their money when I don't even know how to create a personal budget for myself? Mm -hmm. And so I started tackling, you know, budgeting and money management. And, you know, through the years, I developed a budgeting method that really works for me. You know, with all of my fails, I gave up on budgeting for about a year. I got so discouraged. I thought to myself, okay, this isn't working for me. It's not just, it's not for me Um, just because of all of my failed attempts. And then, you know, my son was born and that was my life changing moment. And I know a lot of moms out there, you know, also experience the tape, the same type of aha moment. Your son is born and you feel, or your kid is born, and you feel this type of love that you've never felt before, but you also feel a new level of responsibility. And being a single mom um, now, 
that, you know, that was a lot of pressure for me back then. And it was no longer about just navigating the waters of managing my money. I had to learn how to do it for my son. You know, I now had this person who completely depended on me. And so I started thinking about the positive rather than negative. I started thinking about all the budgeting methods that I tried and failed at. And I said, wait a minute, I may have failed at certain aspects of these methods, but there were also a lot of areas that I really succeeded. What were those areas and why did I succeed on those certain things within those methods? And I pulled all of those out and I created a budget around all the things that I was successful at um, as a mom, as a person, and as a learner. And so that's where I, you know, my journey really started. And, and now we are here today. Yeah. Well, uh, that's amazing. And you're right. I feel like that's a life lesson, though, to be able to look back on past failures, as you say, and say, you know, not 100% of it was a failure. Maybe some right. of it actually was successful in one way or another. Why was it successful? And how can I monopolize on that going forward? Because uh, yes. we're all incentivized differently, right? And we're all right, inspired right. differently. Right. And of course, when you don't see the progress and success that you want to see from all the time and effort that you're putting into it. Now, I, I am a go-getter. And so failing time and time again was very discouraging. Mm -hmm. And I really did have to change my mindset of, you know, looking at the positive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, as I alluded to at the beginning, I, I wouldn't say that a large majority of people consider budgeting to be fun. <laughs> and it sounds yeah. like at the beginning of your journey, you might say that as well. It wasn't necessarily right. fun for you. Uh, right. So I want to know, like, how have you made it fun? Um, and are are there specific areas of your financial journey that have um, been more fun than others? Yes. So here's the thing, you know, like I had talked about what, you know, with my son being born and that and that being really a big aha moment for me. But not only that, it gave me a sense of purpose. So when you sit down and you create a budget or you sit down and you try to manage your finances, you have to be doing it for a reason. There is a purpose. There is a reason behind wanting to learn how to get better with your finances. And for me, I pulled that as motivation and dedication to what I was doing with my money. Then all of a sudden, I was no longer just budgeting for myself right? I had my reason why, my purpose. And all of a sudden, when I got my paycheck and I started budgeting, I started setting my financial goals. It became very exciting because it was like, all right, I know why I'm doing this. I know my purpose. And every single time I got my paycheck, it's like, yes, one step closer. Mm -hmm. Or every single time I colored in the line, you know, on my savings tracker, it's like this, this feeling of accomplishment because you're no longer doing it for yourself. Mm. And I think that's what really brought the level of excitement, especially when, you know, people get feel, you know, so overwhelmed when they get their paycheck and, and they don't know where to put their money or how to spend it or how to get closer to their financial goals. And for me, it was priority setting. And that's what really brought the level of fun. But not only that, you know, I, with my, my printables and my cash envelopes and all of that, I thought of ways, okay, how can I bring my creativity to, creativity to what I'm doing? And not only that, but share that with, with my readers and give them, give them the same level of fun and excitement. 
And that really comes down to creating worksheets and, and money management tools that are visually um, exciting and fun to look at. Mm-hmm. You know, and there's nothing more, you know, organization is a huge part of your budgeting journey. And I like to bring, you know, that, that fun, cute aspect to the organization side of money management. And I think that's really brought a level of fun as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really interesting that you mentioned like that you start with your purpose, you start with your why. Yes. And that's yes. so much about business. That's so much about parenting. I mean, everything is like starting with why am I doing this? And what do I want that? Why do I want the outcome to be X? And so starting right. there, and then I love that. I really do love the element of building in some creativity to it because it does make it fun and it makes it uh, easier to, on a routine basis, go back to it and say, okay, like I'm I'm doing this because X. And meanwhile, it actually is yes. enjoyable for me to be doing it. <laughs> yes. And you know, one of the things too, a lot of, a lot of people reach out to me and they say, well, I don't know what my why is. Mm. I don't know what my purpose is. How, how do I get to that, that place where my purpose makes me excited about what I'm doing? And I always tell them, you know, when you say, why am I budgeting? And it might be to travel more. It might be to experience more things with your children, but it should be on a deeper level than that. It should be something that you are so passionate about. It literally makes you emotional. You know, a lot of the time when I talk about my son on my Instagram, I cry. And for a long time, I was very embarrassed about it. But after I learned to embrace that, that, hey, this is a good thing. This is something I should be feeling because this is what's pushing me on my financial journey. It should light a fire under you because without that, your budgeting journey and your financial journey, it's a long one. And sometimes we get off track and we feel discouraged. You need that level of emotion to keep you there. And so that's what, you know, being truly passionate about your purpose is also very, very important. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Well, so we start with our why and our purpose. Uh, Now, can you give anyone that has done little to no household budgeting in the past, Mm -hmm. can Mm -hmm. you give them a starting spot? Oh, yes. <laughs> so the first, the very first step um, is tracking your spending. Um, I always tell my readers never, ever, ever even think about sitting down and even starting to create a budget until you know where your money is going. Awareness is key to the success of your budget. Um, and in fact, I don't think it's a step that is talked about a lot or a lot of attention is placed on that one step, but oh my gosh, it is a game changer because a lot of the time, the questions that we have about creating a budget, you know, people ask me, Miko, what budget categories do I need to include in my budget? But not only that, how much am I supposed to place on those categories? What limits am I supposed to be giving myself? Are there percentage, you know, percentages that I'm supposed to be using? Are there dollar amounts? There is no percentage. There is no specific dollar amount. Your budget is completely dependent on what you're realistically doing with your money right now in your life. And so that it's such a critical, critical starting point. Yeah. Yeah. No. And, um, and we, we could go on a rabbit trail of like credit cards or no credit (laughs) cards, but I will, I will say from a personal standpoint, my husband and I sat down with, and we, 
Uh, we do use a credit card. We use it for everything. We pay it off at the end of the month. But we went through yeah. each itemized. And to your point, like we categorized each item. And and mm-hmm. to your also to your point, and not pigeonholing somebody to a certain percentage or a certain dollar yeah. amount. What I think uh, was really interesting to us is to see the total amounts that we spend on things yes. on a monthly basis. <laughs> and I think it's pretty safe to say that you'll be shocked that there are oh. certain areas that you're like, holy cow, we're spending yes. a lot of money. How are there ways that we can trim that down to put more money toward our student loans or whatever, you know, we're looking yes. to do? Yeah. So, you know, I talk about all these little aha moments through my financial journey that that really, really made a huge difference. And tracking my spending was one of them. Mm-hmm. And my readers call it a slap in the face moment. Yeah. Because it's almost like, oh my gosh, I was spending how much on coffee every month? Yeah. And so, you know, when you start seeing those trends in your spending where it really does surprise you. It's start to, It's time to start looking at those areas and start cutting spending. Once you're aware of where your money is going, you can see where you need to make changes. Mm. And so it's about decreasing those, those categories in your budget where you're like, oh my gosh, yes. <laughs> you feel completely surprised. Those are the areas you need to focus on, on first. Second, you need to start looking at the regular bills that you feel that you have to pay every month. You feel almost this obligation that there is no way to change it. It just is what it is. And you pay it month to month, like your car payment, your insurance, your medical costs, those types of things, your rent, you know, your minimum credit card payments, all of those regular bills that we pay month to month. For me, what I did is I was working on a very, very tight budget, you know, so tight, in fact, where there were a lot of months where I'm like, oh my gosh, how am I going to put food on the table? And I started making phone calls. I started becoming, you know, this investigator. I was doing all these, all of this investigative work, calling all these companies. You know, I started with my cable company. I called them. How can I decrease this? You know, I'm, I'm having a hard time meeting my obligations. Is there a plan that is cheaper or more affordable? I started asking those questions. And to my surprise, a lot of the time they're like, yes, mm. we can cut that down by $50 or, you know, my phone bill. Yes, we have a better plan. We can cut that down for you by 20 bucks. I would then use that extra money that I was saving from decreasing my spending and my bills. And it would give me money at the end of the month to reach my financial goals faster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It, and what's fascinating about budgeting also is the idea of need versus want is different from other from person to person too. Right. So uh, I would venture to guess that in this type of conversation, it can feel judgmental to some people because, you know, somebody Mm -hmm. spends X amount of dollars on something that another person is like, you don't even need that. (laughs) Um, But for that person, they feel like that's a need for whatever reason. And so anyway, a Everyone's budgeting journey is so personal. It's been really fascinating as I've watched yeah, and it I, myself. Yeah, and you know, that's one of the things right now that I'm 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 really wanting to talk about more um on my on my channels and on the blog because what I realized is that we're so fast to attack someone because their by their budgeting or financial journey is different than ours. Mm-hmm. And so bringing that attention to how personal it really is now 
your budget is one of the most personal things you will ever create in your life because your life and who you are is completely unique. And it's really important for my readers to know and see that you can be on your own financial journey, whether you're discovering your own wants versus your needs, whether your housing looks different than someone, someone else's in another state, or your grocery costs are different because your family has certain food allergies that someone else's might not have. Mm-hmm. It's important to see that a budgeting method, especially a successful one, can work in all areas of life, all income levels, all pay schedules. Um, so it's very important that I, I, I definitely want to bring more awareness to that. Hey friends, Michelle dropping in real quick to tell you about our sponsor for this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, Post Cereals. So I recently became a soccer mom when my six-year-old joined a team with a few of her classmates. And I have to be honest, they're terrible. (laughs) They've lost every game so far, but I don't think they've noticed. They have so much fun running around, learning that sport, and cheering so loud when they do get that rare goal. (laughs) And they also love the after-game snacks. It's basically the best part. Am I right? The team here at CMBN has quite a few soccer moms, and we love post cereals because of their huge variety and flavors to fuel our kids with nutritious meals and snacks. We have a blog post listing our favorites and some great recipes and you can find that link in our show notes. Post Cereals knows moms, and they are giving away Soccer Mom Survival Kit to lucky CMBN listeners. These great kits include everything you need to take your Soccer Mom game to the next level, including cereals, first aid items, coupons, an insulated bag, and more. Be sure to tune in to City Moms Blog Facebook Live on Tuesday, June 25th for your chance to win. Be the ultimate soccer mom with post cereals. Now back to Miko and Steph. Mom to mom and mom to mom for all of our listeners. Uh, I think starting with some of those simple suggestions of budgeting uh, is your well, and defining your why are great starting spots. But um, we have a unique hat that we wear in being a mom and how that influences our budgeting in general. So I'd love for you to, and you kind of spoke a little bit about having having a son that's in wrestling. Yes. <laughs> you know, there's complexities to budgeting when with parents, uh, moms yes. specifically. So I'd love for you to speak a little bit to that and any tips that you have for moms that are listening. Yeah, so definitely, you know, of course, our costs increase, especially as our children get older and they're finding themselves and they're learning about new hobbies and things that they have fun doing, especially like with my son and wrestling. And he he's now growing. I mean, it's it's so sad, but he's really growing into his own person and he's growing up. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that I combat combat that with my budgeting is I'm a planner. You have to plan ahead. And not only that, you have to ask yourself, what can I realistically afford? Now, we all might want to bring our children to Disneyland, right? Mm -hmm. But can we actually realistically afford it right now? And it's all about becoming, like for me, it was about becoming a patient spender and learning to to plan ahead efficiently. And so, especially like with my son's wrestling, I I will talk to actually talk to the coach beforehand and say, okay, what do my costs look like for this season? 
Are we buying new t-shirts? Are we buying new singlets? Is he going to need new shoes? What do the tournaments look like? Mm-hmm. What do the food costs look like? Um, and then I plan my spending and my budget around that. And having, you know, I, I call it a budget calendar. As a mom, my budget calendar is what I lean on because it's where I write down all of my son's sports activities, all the different things that are happening, not just in my life, but his life as well. And then I incorporate and work that into my budget and I tweak my budget to accommodate for those costs. So whether that means it's decreasing my food budget by $50 one month because he has a huge tournament that we have to travel to. So that's how I currently am working. And now don't get me wrong. I am still, you know, my son's very young. And so I'm still this mom trying to figure out all these new spending costs and, and these crazy busy schedules. Um, and so I'm still learning as I go as well. But that's one way, you know, the budget calendar, organization, planning ahead, and then asking those questions and doing research into the activities that your children are doing are just some of my tips. Yeah, no, uh, planning is such a good word of encouragement um, and tip because I was just thinking that what always comes around like in the calendar year for me and is shocking is, you know, February, March is roughly the time that I start planning for our summer uh, mm-hmm. and the kids' various activities and camps and that kind of stuff that they do. And I always forget that all the payments are due then. Yes. <laughs> you know, oh, crud. Like, I'm, yes. you know, I've got, and now I think being a wise steward of what's been given to us and stepping back and saying our kids don't have to do all those things. Right. Uh, but uh, to your point, having a, having a budgeting calendar that works around not only holidays when we have to budget for those opportunities, those um, things are that are naturally on the calendar, but on a kid's calendar is different yes. uh, being a mom. So that's really that's really helpful and something that I'm yeah. totally going to do. So yes, <laughs> good. Uh, okay. Last question for you is, do you have any budgeting tips for the summer? Uh, I kind of alluded to the various activities, but are there ways that you do summer that um, decreases the cost uh, that still increases the fun uh, with your son? Uh, Cause I, I'll take all your tips. <laughs> yes. So, you know, one of the things, you know, um, when my son started school, I actually, in the beginning, I dreaded summer. Because my son was home all the time and I had to find ways to keep him entertained, Mm -hmm. right? And for me, in my mind, that meant more spending. And so over the years, I have really learned to embrace minimalism Mm -hmm. with my family, learning to embrace the small things that we do um, and the time that we spend together. So for in my family, Time is the most important aspect, spending time together. It doesn't matter what we're doing, but really understanding and learning that that was the most important part. It doesn't matter what we're doing. So for me, I have learned a bunch of free things that I can do with my son. We take advantage of the library. Our, li- the, our local library is one of our favorite spots. Mm-hmm. They do free coloring activities, coloring days, reading segments with the children. They do a bunch of art and science projects for free. Um, and so we're there a lot. We've also learned about some other things, you know, like taking my son up to the orchard. We don't necessarily have to spend money on picking fruit, but we can spend time together. You know, one of the orchards here locally, they have a, a, a goat farm mm. going up there and just spending a couple hours, you know, playing and petting the goats doesn't cost a dime. Mm-hmm. Right. 
but it's something that me and my son, we can bond and it gives me the opportunity to spend time with my son. We also take advantage of our local parks and we also take advantage of, um, we have a, a website, a local a city website that lists all free and all activities that are happening around your neighborhood. Mm. So whether it's just walking, you know, spending a couple hours walking down to the farmer's market, we don't have to buy anything, mm. but we enjoy going down. Like that's one of my, me and my son's favorite things to do together. Sure. And so I just really learned to embrace all the different things that my city and my neighborhood were doing. They have a huge summer kids day mm. um, during the summer that we take advantage of. It's completely a hundred percent free. Um, and so really utilizing your neighborhood website and getting on there and, and, or even calling your local library yeah. or not only that, start looking at these activities where sometimes what we do is we associate spending money with the level of fun that we bring into our children's lives. Mm. And yeah. for me, I really learned that that wasn't the case. Um, and, and not only that, but the level of fun that me and my son, and not only that, the bonding that I now share with him, mm. um, it doesn't have to cost a dime. And I, I'm okay with that. Yeah. And you know what, to your point, um, our hope would that we, you know, that we raise kids that don't think that to have fun, you have to spend money as well, because right. right. they're going to have right. to budget themselves. They're going to have expenses someday. And so if we are constantly only entertaining them with things that cost money, then we're, essentially telling them that that's the only way you, you can have fun. Right. Right. And you know, the thing with my son too, is he doing all this stuff and implementing all these things into my life. My son is slowly starting to catch on, right? There are a lot of things that I'm doing now to teach my son about money. Like when we do go down to the farmer's market, it's a free activity. He'll ask me, mom, can I look at this booth or mom, can I buy this when we go? It's like, sure, you know, that's fine. Let's grab your piggy bank and bring it down. And he'll say, well, I'm saving that for my new laptop. <laughs> well, okay, you need to start, you know, it, it's he's starting to learn those trade-offs. Sure, yeah. You know, and so it really does trickle into other areas as well. Oh, for sure. Well, um, th those are all great tips, especially for the summer months. But, well, we always end our podcast episodes with what we call the Just Add Sprinkles Mom Poll. So there are three questions that I just would love for you to answer as quickly as the, an answer comes to mind. Um, okay. So the first question is, what's a great book, movie, or show that you recently discovered? Oh, The, the uh, Million Dollar Woman. The Million Dollar Woman. And yes. that's a book, right? That's a book, yes. Okay. We'll have to link to that uh, in our show notes. So, uh, And give us a little plug of why you like it. So it has to do with entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. and learning all about, um, you know, growing a business. Mm -hmm. And of course, of course, that's right up my alley. Yeah. So it really talks about, you know, the worth, your worth and the value that you truly do bring to the business that you're trying to create. And, and, and so that it, it, it just really spoke to me. Sure. No, I love that. Well, we'll link to that. Uh, second question is, can you remember the last thing that you ordered on Amazon? Oh yes, it was a. <laughs> it was actually a new. <laughs> it was actually a new coffee maker. A new coffee maker. Hey, yes, that, yes, that's an I, exciting purchase on Amazon. 
Yes. It, you know, I've been eyeing this coffee maker for over a year and I okay. finally had enough money in my, in my savings to get it. So I, I sold my old one on Facebook marketplace yeah. and I bought the new one. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. One of my most recent interviews, um, her most recent purchase was guinea pig food. So your oh, coffee maker is a lot more exciting than guinea pig food, but Amazon sure has everything. So. Yes, they do. Oh my gosh. Well, last but certainly not least, uh, Miko, can you what is one thing that you are celebrating in your motherhood these days? I think right now, one of the things that we're celebrating is me being debt-free. And um, my son is such a huge part of my journey. And he, you know, I share everything with him. Yeah. And one of the things that we're doing is we're embracing our freedom of no longer having obligation to payments. Mm. And so that's something that we're celebrating as a family right now. And, and, you know, we're, we're setting goals, new savings goals to celebrate that. So yeah, um, that's something that we're doing. And, and me and my son are both very excited. That's awesome. Well, cheers to that. Um, <laughs> and um, thank you for being on, honestly, and for sharing all of your journey with us. Not all of it, a little bit of your journey and some of those great tips. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Thank you to Miko Love, the budget mom, for joining us today. To learn more about her business, visit thebudgetmom.com. And special thanks to our sponsor, Post Serials. Make sure to tune in to our Facebook Live on June 25th for a chance to win that Soccer Mom Survival Kit. Until next time, friends, don't forget to celebrate the little things like those soccer goals that happen every day in motherhood and just add sprinkles. For show notes and more information on this episode of Just Add Sprinkles Celebrating Motherhood, please visit citymomsblognetwork.com. There you can find more information on our topic, our guest, and our hosts. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to give a review wherever you listen to podcasts so we can keep encouraging moms to celebrate motherhood and just add sprinkles.